back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've made it through another doozy of a day, eh? So go ahead, pull up to me bar, order anything off the menu. All in all, I just want you to have a lovely tomorrow. Oh, and Viva Revolution. Revolution. Where did I start? Oh, no. No, that was supposed to be out of character. No! (laughs) (laughs) What have we done? I just started watching that show, The White Lotus, and you sound like the, the owner of that hotel. It's very good. I will have to check it out because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> the White Lotus, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, an uh, Avatar The Last Airbender I show? Know. It my should brain be, is but like, no, Ooh. it's not. <clears throat> then I don't care. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> where my brain went to. It's ingrained in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm excited to get into this. How about you guys? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, very, very oh, I'm ready. I, I'm looking forward to the potential drama that can unfold, but like in real life, I despise gambling. Like everybody's like, "Oh, you got to go to Vegas." I'm like, Why? I hate casinos. I know that's a too. But my like, character, on the other hand, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a gambler either. I've been to Vegas many times because you know I used to live in California, right across the street, basically. Yeah, and I, yeah, I never really did any gambling games while I was there. I just went there for shows. I bought a lottery ticket when I was 18. I won $15 and I've never gambled since. The so what sounds like is we can all game Adam to win <laughs> gambling games. Yeah. I learned how to gamble riding the, the van to my Christian school in the morning playing cards and we gamble for candy. So I learned how to gamble very Ooh. young and just never wanted nice. to gamble for anything way. other than candy. I learned how to gamble at church. See, he gets us. That's a very soul thing, though. So I approve. You're not wrong. It's kind of blended the two of you together. You are now one. Inseparable. Oh, gods. I'm in so much trouble. Me, Kay, the player. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't like this. I already tell on myself too much with my TTRPG characters. And it's wonderful. All right. Let's go ahead and get this started. Yes. Drinks pour and chips slide. Wheels spin as the crowd cheers. The fun has only just begun. Welcome to the electric energy of the Outlands Oasis in the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, Chapter 18. Yes, oh my gosh. Soul, 5e, and my Ronnie scout about the casino, perusing the games. As an unarmored, slightly dejected-looking Scriff sidles up, <laughs> clearly keeping it low pro with an eye out for security. All right. So Soul has been kind of walking 5e about the casino, explaining the basics of counting cards. Not super in-depth, because 5e can figure it out this smart. 5e has already pulled 5,000 points of data from the Infosphere on exactly how to carry out the Operation Solar's requesting, <laughs> and is also double-checking the legalities of this on the planet Akaton, and if there are any um, any regulations of which you should be aware before they engage in this. Yeah, I don't think they can stop you from doing math, but they, cert- they certainly can stop you from doing it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. My understanding slightly as well. frowned upon, yes. <laughs> Soul conveniently does not mention this, of course. Illegal math. I'm sorry, with this music, I keep thinking Ooh. it's about to break into uh, Lowrider by War. <laughs> no, this is this is Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys have a few options that you could play here. There's Contemplation Cards, 
which is kind of similar to poker, that sort of things. You've got the Shabhad slots, which is slots. <laughs> nope, house wins. Uh, you got rat race roulette, which is roulette. <laughs> and then there is also a lottery that you could jump in on and see if you can win big prizes. Hmm. Like Kino? Like like you pick a number and they a series of numbers and they draw draw the balls out of a basket? Like yeah, that kind pretty of lottery? Much. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if you guys are interested, I can tell you more about it. Lots of random chance games except for poker. Yes. So or contemplation. Contemplation, contemplation cards. <laughs> Contempl- Consultation, Consultation cards. cards. Consultation cards. cards. Yes, Consultation. I like yes. it. No, no. Choofy noofy toofy poopy. <laughs> Get a brand muffin. Uh, Take care of that. I'll explain later. Never mind. <laughs> so the, apparently that specific YouTube video is not in vogue here. <laughs> All right. So Sol is very clearly taking charge of this. And it's going to be like, right, 5e, got this. I trust your um, insight. See if you can find us the most bored looking dealer. Uh, they'll look at my Ronnie and say, save me a seat. And then they will scan around and try and find Scriff. Scriff is coming out at this point, perhaps? Yeah, Scriff, yeah. head slung low. <laughs> Are we cheating? You don't know. You don't know this yet. You haven't been here. <laughs> I heard you. You've been talking about it ever since you said that we got free <laughs> chips for the casino. It would be more oh, accurate to say that we are most likely applying unethical principles of observation to an arranged game of chance. 5e is wise enough to know that he should probably be um, unobtrusive during this process. And so he's going to acquire a bucket of chips <laughs> and go to one of the... Um, slot machines nearest the board dealer table and he, he'll fire off a quick message to Sol saying I believe the dealer in question would be the one that is servicing that older Lashunta couple. I trust your judgment. They appear to have played upwards of three dozen hands and won absolutely no money and I believe that he is beginning to develop an addictive tick indicating that he is in need of a nicotine fix. I love you. Oh, great. Mind. Now that this NPC has been made, I get to play this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't overstep, but I was just like, yeah, it would be like a bored old cu- a bored dealer with this like old couple, and they're very into this very, really boring low-stakes poker game. 100%. Yeah, you just see them, and their eyes are like heavy. They look like they're already trying to fall asleep standing on their feet. <laughs> like, but... They paid for the buffet and the all-included <laughs> table access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't we get some free uh, yeah, we have chips cards. as well? We have one yeah. free play each. One yeah, free play. You can go okay. to a table and essentially this isn't going to use chips because it becomes very complicated and I don't want to go into all that detail. So you guys get up there and you get a free playthrough whatever game you guys are at. Yeah. Okay. Adam would like us not to walk away with half the credits in this planet's economy in our pocket, I think. Is Adam what and I did discuss here. this out of character. Fair point. <laughs> okay. So, so we'll come back with four drinks. Uh, they order three double apple juices and soda water and one whiskey soda, and they give the whiskey soda to 5e, and everyone else gets the fake drinks, so we look like we're drinking. Okay. <laughs> Have you done this before, like in real life? <laughs> right? Absolutely not. Why would you think I've done something <laughs> like this right? in real life? Yeah, you, you hand the one person who doesn't get to drink a real drink a drink, and they just sit there with it. 
How many uh, times do we get to go around? Is it just the free passes or do we get to also put any of our own money on the line? Um, on the poker one, we'll just do you guys get the free pass. But on some of the others, if you guys want to throw in some credits on that, uh, yes, you can. Okay. Because if this is the plan, you know, <laughs> we could go big. <laughs> do you guys, do, do we want to just try and break the bank as much as Adam will allow us? You can give it a shot. <laughs> GM winces. I think 5e would also email the entire crew a PDF that he, he found early in his <laughs> Infosphere searches about um, the problem gambling hotline here on Akaton. Yes. <laughs> it's not a problem. I can quit whenever I want. These are just choices. Yeah, that hotline is as well known as like 911. Like the emergency <laughs> hotline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one, one, eight, nine, nine, nine. Okay, oh my so god, nice. You guys. Sorry. I have to finish it with a story. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> so you guys sidle up to this table and sit down at it with this bored looking dealer. And obviously the game's heating up a little bit, so this old couple seems like they, they snapped to life a little bit and they're mm. uh, they're gonna jump in with you. So here's how this is gonna work. We're going to do, just to keep it from going on too long, we're going to do three sets of rolls, okay? And this will be the three mm. hands that we're going to go through, right? So the first roll is just going to be a flat d20 to see how good your cards are, okay? The second roll is going to be either a bluff or a persuasion check to convince the other people you might have better cards than you do. Something along those lines, right? Oh, nice. And... You can add any bonuses that apply. Like if you have a bonus to fun, you can use that here. All right. <laughs> you have a fun bonus. I forgot about the you fun You can bonus. also yeah. uh, sleight of hand to try to trade your cards to get another roll. So you can oh, try sleight cheeky. of hands to get like a advantage, essentially. Except the house is always watching. So it's a gamble. But that's what you're here to do, right? That's... Yeah. Definitely. So, let's get started, shall we? That's just a straight D20, correct? That's just a straight D20. Okay, everyone got your numbers? Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead and give me either bluff or persuasion checks, and you can also do perception there, Richard. Um, 5e's perception this round is a 20. 20? Okay. So, I'm not actually trying to win. So sure. I would like to take a page from Mark's book and use the bluff skill to pass a coded message to 5e, hey. indicating what <laughs> cards I have to assist in that perception. Interesting. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good. You won't have a property infringement lawsuit, so you're good on that. <laughs> With that and my sidereal influence, that is a 25 to pass a coded message as to what my cards are. Okay, so you do this and nothing drastically changes as you do so. I'll say that. Okay, so with a 20 perception, you're counting these cards as they're going out and they're all digital hard light cards. So maybe they're on the level. Maybe it's rigged, who knows? But you are keeping track of them. And so you're noticing that 
one of the older couple has, like, they probably have a decent hand, and one of them has absolute garbage. So we're just gonna say, to make it simple, that the woman has a good hand and the man there does not. Okay? So you guys can decide if you want to try to bolster your hand by doing anything shifty, sleight of hand style. How, how's my Ronnie's hand? How about magic? How's my Ronnie looking? They don't have magic? Wait, Adam, you said these mm. cards are holographic? They're hard light, yeah. Pokemon cards! They're, they're, they're computer you can try. cards. You can try. Oh, yes. Uh, Do it, Jeff. Clasping my hand to my mouth right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if this we're cheating, we're cheating, right? So the punishment is going to be the same either way. There's levels of cheating, though. There's like, yeah, there's yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, I mean, it's the only cheating, cheating if you get caught. <laughs> exactly. Right. True. I mean, no, it's not. It's it's only, it's always cheating. <laughs> like I, I had to think about it for a second, but no, it's it's is still that true. Cheating. No, wait, no, false. Uh, yeah, which no. one's correct? I'm not. <laughs> Suddenly, I was like, mm, wait, no. Adam, I meant to ask this as we were walking mm-hmm. around. The accent, the 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 predominant accent here is just kind of a, a middle of the road. Is there any? Yeah, predominant you're gonna accent? find all kinds of accents here. It's yeah. a metropolitan area. All right. So then, so speaking like this is like ah, well. You know, I think I kind of elbow my Ronnie, just being loud, right? You think, what do you think my odds are? You think I should take the hit? Not sure. Like, <laughs> to, 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 to communicate um, to 5e what cards have been in play. Sure, sure to cover it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my Ronnie very clearly has very little idea what he's doing, but he's trying his best. Why don't you go ahead, when you reach over and give him an elbow, why don't you go ahead, give me a perception roll to see if you get a sneak peek of his cards. Let's see. (laughs) That's a nat one. Oh. (laughs) Had his cards down. Apparently a good poker player, just got good instincts. Okay. Very Uh, proud of him. Very proud of him. So, yeah, you two kind of communicate a little bit, and 5e, you kind of send back a message to Soul that one hand is decent, one hand not so good, and then you guys can decide if you want to try to swap out your cards for something better, or if Jeff's planning to do anything. Yeah. No, I think if I'm going to hack something, I want to hack something with a big payout. Okay, so anything you guys want to do before we put cards out on the table and see who wins this hand? As they're kind of loudly elbowing um, my Ronnie, you know, kind of between hands while everyone's debating and, you know, Soul hears that their hands probably one good, one not, um, looks at their cards again and kind of shrugs and then kind of looking away and trying to say this very quietly and they deliberately bring their cards up in front of their mouth because apparently Scriff can read lips now. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. If they say pawns. Yeah. <laughs> it was said. It's been cataloged. Um, Pawn. Oh, yes. Been pretty obvious. We'll say, you know, kind of quietly. Um, not like him, you know. Myrani glances over with their Scolera black eyes. And for a second, they think that you're trying to, like, pass them some sort of coded information. And so, like, uh, What? <laughs> That's very much Yeah <clears throat> And so like Kind of keeps fiddling with their cards and their eyes are down And they're like Just want it to be clear just because uh, Just because we have a lineage we're not the same 
just so you know. Then there's this dawning understanding. Oh, um, right, yeah. I haven't met many uh, like you or them, so I guess I wouldn't know, but I appreciate it. And yeah, you see Sol kind of nod and fiddle with their cards and for once looking very awkward in the moment mm. and don't have anything snarky to say at that. Just just like sitting down playing a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a really potential emotional conversation to have right then. Uh-huh. How else and you can have a good out? My yeah. Ronnie's trying to keep their best poker face on in the middle of this. So you're not even sure exactly what they're feeling as this happens. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and put cards on the table unless there's anything else. Last chance. Okay. Nope. What did everybody get? My Ronnie got a 16. Scriff got a 15. Okay. Soul got a 6. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. And the two older people that are playing with you got a 3 and a 12. Okay. So my Ronnie has won this hand. All right. <laughs> Take that, old people. By I sheer know. accident, my Ronnie has won this hand. <laughs> Take that, so oldies. Grin and give me an Emergency power podcast well is discriminated against old people. <laughs> <laughs> the opinions of Pan do not reflect the rest of us here at the Emergency Power Podcast. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> round two. What we're going to do is a best of three kind of deal. And okay. if we need to do any sudden death things, we can. But we're going to see who can take this table. Okay, go ahead, roll your hand. Desperate to know about this rainbow hot tub time machine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I okay. have rolled. Everyone's got your numbers, right? All right. Yeah. Go ahead. And if you want to bluff, if you want to try to persuade them. I'm only going to roll bluff because you said I can add my fun and that <laughs> doubles my modifier. To only a four. Jeff would take fun a and be like, I have four. to bring yeah. mechanically. <laughs> I just want to use it. I want to okay. use it before yeah. I lose got it. Got it. So he can use it. Yeah. All right. I've got my bluff. Okay. What is everyone's bluff? Uh, Scriff bluffed with a 15. Okay. Soul bluffs with a 13, which means they rolled a natural one. Again. Ouch. Wow. This is... This is not your table. Please don't throw us into combat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your table. <laughs> Richard, go ahead and roll but your yeah. perception. Soul's going to be like, <laughs> this hand. Yeah. Mm. Turn this around. Y'all better be careful. I'm coming for you. Watch out, Myroni. Still not stellar. A 17 perception. <laughs> 17. Okay, so the two of you are communicating back and forth. And 5e, with your 17, you don't think that they have anything good. I do not believe that their odds exceed those of the last hand. Okay, so we're going to move right along then. So everyone throws their cards out, and you see that Myrani has a natural one. So their hand oh. is just like all completely bad cards. Not a single pair in there. Mm. And then we got an 11 and an 8. Well, I've got a 7. Oh. Oh. This is for the hand? Yeah. What you, the d20 you rolled at the beginning, yeah. Uh, I got a 7. 
Oh my okay. gosh. Wait, wow. could you guys have like trade your cards out and rolled again? Isn't that the deal? <laughs> I would have had to do a sleight of hand check though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on. Risk it. Someone. Do you know what my sleight of hand is? <laughs> I don't it's care. worse than my bluff. <laughs> I love it. Cooper is like, I need to be at this table. I want nothing more than oh, to be at this man. table. All right of Pons' <laughs> abilities are perfect for this, and I didn't even think about it. Oh well. You can you can have your turn at the My perception just... slide of hand is pretty good. My bluff check is pretty good. Nope. Okay. <laughs> we can go we can go gambling again another day, okay. don't worry. Go ahead and roll another hand, please. Alright. Any bluff checks, perception checks? Yeah. Yeah, can bluff. I can I look over and just like look at how my Ronnie is uh how does my Ronnie look? Oh, are you trying to figure him out? Yeah, sense. like uh, go the ahead, hand. give me a sense motive then. The twenty-eight. They're sweating bullets. <laughs> Their hand clearly is not very good, or they're just bluffing really good. Or they're just they bluffing can, really good. Do have a really sweat? They're Let's just bluffing fair. really good. What was your bluff check there, Jeff? Uh, Scriff got a seventeen bluff. Ooh, okay. What up, Scriff? Good job. Okay. Soul is, you know, Myrani, you're just really cleaning up. I mean, I know that last one, but you know, you'll you'll get at this hand. I've every fit. Like, watch out for this one. Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> the sweat just intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> what a poker face. That was a 26 bluff. <sighs> okay. So you guys bluff these two old people down completely. They just put their cards on the table. So now it's between you three who's going to win this hand. You can decide if you want to fold or whatever you want to do. You can decide because you've got this law and lock right now. I mean, might as well go for it. Still just laughs and throws down a four. (laughs) (laughs) Scriff got a pretty good hand with an 18. Nice. Okay. And you beat my Ronnie's six. All right. (laughs) All right. So here's what we're going to do for this final hand. Just to make this go quick, we're going to go into sudden death. Oh, snap. All three of the people who have won, which is my Ronnie, one of these old people and Scriff. We're all just going to roll a D20. You can still do your like if you want to slide a hand this thing to try to get a better set of cards, you can. But we're just going to finish this out. Okay, can, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slide a hand. You said I can still bluff. You can still bluff. I mean, I will bluff. That sounds fun. I'd okay. like to like throw down my cards, and just be like too rich for my blood, and like go and kind of lean over my Ronnie's shoulders, like clearly looking at the cards, and like make <laughs> a big deal out of the hand, whatever it is, Amazing. with a bluff to try <laughs> okay, and assist whatever my Ronnie's gonna do. Okay, it's my Ronnie will try to bluff as well for fun. <laughs> okay, then I assist my Ronnie's bluff. Fantastic. So what was your bluff, Jeff? Scriff bluffed with a 20. Ooh, nice. Okay, with the assist from Soul, my Ronnie bluffed with a 26. Dang. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Kid's got and a mask. I guess they, yeah, they're used to like keeping things inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this last old person is like, no, 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 not going to get in the way of this. And they just put their cards down and they get up with their wife and go away. <laughs> <laughs> the Soul bluff was too strong. Motion. 
So it scammed the old people. Scammed the old people. Okay, it's between the two of you. And my mm. Ronnie's not falling for your bluff. <laughs> yep. Well. Okay, so he's not gonna fold, and I imagine you're not either. No point in it. It you know, we're we're both friends. We're in it just to see who can win it. So Sounds good. Scriff got an eleven. Oh my Ronnie got a ten. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> he's like para twos, and Scriff's like para threes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for winning this, you are going to get a fabulous prize. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll me three D100s. Ooh. That's how many credits you get. Uh-huh. Uh, that is oh, not great. That's a 98. Okay. Well, this was not a hugely paying group anyways, because oh. it was just a couple old people. So you get that in credits. Congratulations. <laughs> 98 credits. All right. They won't be turning on the vibrating bed for the rest yeah. of their stay. I'm about, yeah. I'm about to turn this into next month's rent. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you guys get up from the table. Myrani's like... Uh, that was uh, interesting, I suppose. Good job, Scruff. You as well. That was a lot of fun. I haven't uh, done any gambling in a while. Yeah, me neither. Or ever. <laughs> Did very well. Especially for first attempt, but very well as a whole. Yeah, thanks. 5e calms all three of you and, and says, Have we concluded this illicit exercise or are we going to play more hands? 5 hungry for it. <laughs> and uh, Scriff, Scriff leans over to Sol and says, maybe you should try the slots. See if your luck is better over there. Sol has spent some time in casinos. And says, oh, I think I get what you're saying. Though I think the lottery might be a better use of our time. If you're game. As long as I can hack it. I would concur with Sol's analysis. The security measures that have been installed on these slot machines are actually rather formidable. You're really? so useful. Really, 5e? <laughs> They're like old-fashioned, like, 1920 slot machines. They're all just mechanical. Yeah, 100% no electricity in no, them. Yeah, at oh all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Skip's like, no! Soul's going to kind of start walking that way, and as they're walking, kind of calm back to the group. You know, doing, doing kind of like walking up and looking... And kind of like thinking and making a whole ordeal about, am I going to play? Am I not? Right. And then say, I have a question for you all while we're killing time. And I hope this isn't out of place, Scriff. But why do you think the Dervish took such an interest in your siblings? Hmm. I assumed that they just saw it as an opportunity to get some leverage on me. I didn't think about it as being specifically targeting them. It's an awful lot of time and expense to go through that. It makes sense why they'd want to be in such a large body as I... And they kind of roll their shoulder where they were just... Had the holy hell beaten out of them. Why would they want someone small? Uh, to add on to that, why would they want 11 small people? Well, they really only made the effort with two. They only made the effort with two so far. We can assume that they were going to do it with everyone. Can we? I'm just curious, like, for a heist, your 
Soki abilities would be very useful, but why would they need to sneak into a place? You assume that they needed to sneak? Just making some logical leaps. The dervish's motives may have been purely sociopathic, because he had developed a distaste for Scriff. He passed those negative emotions onto his siblings. They then became convenient targets for his sadistic tendencies. No, I, I think Sol has a point. It seemed very intentional that the dervish tried to get me to fail to meet our bargain. If he's anything, it's a pragmatist. Why would he invest time and money and effort in just taunting someone? And with that, I'll walk up and go to the lottery. <laughs> Perhaps the nucleotide structure of Yosoki DNA is such that, it, that his graphs are more effective or quicker to grow. Or a large, num large number of siblings with similar genetic makeup might have provided a good sample for testing. An interesting theory. If some degree of concentration is required to maintain control or to switch between bodies, having bodies which are genetically similar would be easier. Precisely. That's something to think about. There might be something there. We can bring this up with pawns and Nerians, I think. Yes. Didn't want to be the only one thinking of it. Also, did you all see his face, his expression in those last moments? Speaking of, and I'm, there will be a pause, and Sol is actually going to like end the th end the comms and then restart the group, trying to leave my Ronnie out of this. Um, but they're also <laughs> not very Ronnie good has at technology. Been from so. the group chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did either of you? see his face in those last moments. I was right up on him when Brandon did what he did. I had a high degree of visual acuity when I closed in on the target. Why do you ask? So GM, what did we see in those last moments? Yeah, the because thing that I have the listeners can't see is the face that Kay just made, which looks kind of like the Joker's expression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's the big Grinch grin. Yeah. I've been trying to bring this up for a while. All right, I'm going to have 5e give me a retroactive perception because he is the one who walked up and double tapped him in the face. Only a 16. 16. So what you're asking about here would have happened when 5e was above him while the dervish was laying on the ground rather than in the middle of the fight. Too bad we can't ask Brandon. No, there's no way. <laughs> wow. I think there is a way. Speak to Dan. Yeah, go find that body again. <laughs> okay. With a 16, as you had walked up to finish them off while you were giving your speech to him, you noticed that just before you pulled the trigger, the glow in the eyes faded, like just before the bullets hit. The phosphorescent effect on the ocular organs of the tiefling. <laughs> it disappeared prior to me delivering the killing shots. So, GM, did it... Because tieflings often have glowing eyes. Did the eyes just, like, go black, or was it, like, glowing like how we saw when different characters were being mind-controlled? I thought they were glowing. If, if, if I mean, it, it sounds like a transference happened. Yeah, but I'm just... Like, I'm not even there, but that's what it sounds like. I'm just double-checking because tieflings often have glowing eyes. Okay, uh, so... So when the glowing faded away, 
it didn't look quite like tiefling glowing eyes. It looks more like a normal set of eyes behind that. Mm-hmm. Mm. What did we do with the body? This is obviously out of character. I just don't remember. You guys left it there. You had a burn. Pretty sure that's a, that's a VI Hannaford problem now. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Wondering that guy. That. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about oh. VI Hannaford. <laughs> Wow, maybe if V.I. Hannaford's not capable of holographically lifting <laughs> corpses out of the house, I guess V.I. Hannaford should have been so nicer to the corporeal people. Right? <laughs> Weird. So, it sounds like we might be able to end this thing if we get the jump on it. It has to leave that body, which also might imply it can only possess one body at a time. Several leaps in logic. I know 5.E.I. have nothing to back this up. I'm just spitballing. Actually, what I was going to suggest was that we may want to consult with some of our counterparts to see if there is a mystical solution whereby this entity or core essence could be contained. A binding spell. Some cultures would refer to it thusly, yes. So are we going to play the lottery or... <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yes, right. Come along. <laughs> As you guys just stand there. There is a most remarkable model of toaster on Raffle. I should like to see if I could get it to replace the one on the second hand. I know Scripps said he could repair toaster, it, Toaster, you can... I'm totally going to add toaster to the list of prizes that you guys can win. <laughs> can anyone get me a new boombox with more voices? <laughs> you don't, Wait, you just, not, new, you don't just need a new cassette? <laughs> yeah, I, okay. maybe... You know, so, screw this. Let's go to the universal equivalent of Dave and Buster's sure. and just play a <laughs> shit ton of ski ball. <laughs> we'll cash in the ticket. You need the uh, the game where you uh, roll the bowling ball down the thing and just over ski the ball. Yeah, oh, that's, ski that's ball. a ski ball. Is uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, ski ball's the uh, you, up the you ramp. Throw a little puck yeah, up yeah, into the. Isn't that what you said? No, there's two the iron bars thing? that kind of go over a hump, and you have to oh, roll the yeah, bowling yeah, yeah. ball. It has to go over it's the hump. It's got to stay in the hump. I know not, what you're talking yeah, about. Not oh. roll back. That's hard. Yeah, that's, that's a fair game. Oh, yeah, I haven't hard. seen that one in a long time. I played that at Chuck E. Cheese, yo. I was, was going to say that's like Texas hard. <laughs> Texas tough. Yeah, you, you, you people put uh, state fairs on like nightmare mode. Look, we had flip a chicken, and if you've never flip played flip a chicken, chicken, you haven't lived. What you, is flip a chicken? You have a rubber chicken and a mini catapult and you have a mallet oh, it's a and you have chicken. to okay. hit the rubber chicken and flip it into a pot and there's a bunch of pots that are slowly turning and you have to get it in the soup Dang, pot. Dang, boy, I never turning. seen that like that at a state fair. <laughs> you probably also never had fried butter or fried beer at a state fair, but I have. Okay, <laughs> so here's how the lottery works. Here's how the lottery, <laughs> the lottery works. Yes. <laughs> all right since you guys have used your card to play your games you guys can buy into this with your own credits the way this works is you spend 200 credits and you can get a ticket which will get you two numbers on a d100 right you can also buy more tickets like you can buy five tickets for a thousand you can buy 10 tickets for two thousand so you can try to make your odds better by having more of these numbers on a d100 Okay? So it all depends on how much you're willing to throw in. Once you guys have decided what range of numbers you want, say from like 1 to 20 or 20 to 40, that kind of thing, then I'm going to roll three D100s. And if you are one of the winners, you get one of three, no, four fabulous prizes, including a toaster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, 5e believes that 600 credits is a reasonable expenditure here to both possibly guarantee a toaster or maybe even get something else cool, you know? I'm going to throw in my 98 whole credits that I got from poker <laughs> to buy almost half a ticket. Almost <laughs> half a ticket. Thanks, grannies. I will hand you two extra credits to make that one round number. For half of a ticket. For half All right, a ticket. We, can we get another 100 credits so we can have right. a full ticket? So... My Ronnie will, or uh, I'm sorry, Soul will look at my Ronnie with the comms open and be like, I don't think I can afford much more than four tickets. Do you think that'll be enough? But comms are open, so everyone else can hear. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe. I mean, I can try to. I've got a few credits on me. I'll put in another hundred. Okay. So how many tickets are you guys getting? Three from 5e. Okay. One uh, total from Scriff plus Soul. Four plus oh, oh, Soul. I've got 800 and some odd credits, so I am literally throwing in all the credits to my name. Oh, man. But that also fits my character. <laughs> okay. Is, especially if they know that Scriff... Also, Scriff, should you... Scriff, you should not be playing this. You should be far away. <laughs> yeah, so... Fair enough. You can... I mean, you can go away and do some things and potentially come back. It's up to you. Uh, my Ronnie only has enough to buy one ticket for themselves, so I'll pick some numbers. And, okay, um, well, I'll give you I'll give you the winnings from poker, and you can use that 98 credits to help you buy a ticket. Okay. Well, okay. Okay, yeah, so you um, guys head up to this large machine that's just sitting by this rounded golden table, and there's a couple people standing around it and a little place to put in your credits so you can get your tickets out. So... Go ahead and choose what numbers you want. If you bought four tickets, you have eight different numbers. If you bought three tickets, you got six. Basically just double. Different numbers too, so no duplicates? Yeah, try to choose different numbers, I would say. Be wise. Am I still drunk? Uh, You still have (laughs) the effects, yeah. Okay. Does hacking a slot machine or does hacking the lottery count as fun? (laughs) Sounds um, fun to me. I think that it's would fun count to me, more right? as computers. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, of course it, it can be computers, but is it fun? Is it fun, computers? <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the regret on poor Adam's face. <laughs> <laughs> it is gambling related. Give me a heads or tails. Tails. You can use your fun roll. Yeah. Because I got a negative one to intelligence, so that cancels it out. (laughs) Okay. Does everybody have numbers they've chosen? I do indeed. All right. So my Ronnie has 32 to 37. Soul has 76 through 83. Do I need to pick consecutive numbers? (laughs) Uh, yeah, just pick consecutive numbers real quick, Richard, and we'll just go from there. Sorry, I should have mentioned that just to keep it. It was supposed to make it easy, so we didn't have to worry too hard. Kind of That's did. fine. I might have been overthinking it. 65 to 69. <laughs> Wait, is that also, also on numbers? You need an even number. 65 to 70. <laughs> Shh. 
So wait, why is it odd numbers if everything is two? Because we're not counting it's past the number, we're including the first yeah, you, number. So normally- You only include one end uh, of the range. You're right, you're yeah, right. It's weird. All right, and Scriff chooses to hack the lottery machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah, my yeah. unbelievable surprise. With my remote hacking, which I can do from 30 feet away. So I'm sitting at the slot machine, just, <laughs> just kind of okay. playing at it. Give me a hacking roll, please. I Come on, Scriff. I literally spent all roll. my money. All right, I get a plus two for fun. Plus your other like plus 14 or something. I might need that popsicle. Do it's it. not great. It's a 30. 30? I mean, that's middle of the road. Sure. Yeah, for Scriff, that is middle of the road. For Scriff, that's middle of the road. That's a that's a 13. We are at a casino. There is a pit boss. Take my popsicle. Yeah. Okay. That is, it was an eight, but it's a popsicle, so it becomes an 18. So that's a 35. Okay, oh. so here's how I'm going to do this. So that way it doesn't break everything completely. Oh, God. <laughs> What's going to happen is on the first roll, one of you is going to win no matter what. All and right. then on the other two rolls, we'll see what happens, okay? Okay. Uh, screw. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hacking! <laughs> okay, so they start pulling the numbers, and there's closest to. Soul, you win! <laughs> Imagine your What's surprise! surprise? <laughs> Woohoo! Soul, hold on, let's see. Just because just I find it funny. For the 29, Soul looks very surprised. <laughs> 29 bluff check. Okay, so you run up there and you get your prize. You get a Mind Shield Circlet Mark 1. Wow, Ooh. nice. Ooh. Not bad. Okay, roll number two is a 66. Hey! hey! Nice. Nice. Toaster. <laughs> Toaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, there might be something else with it, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look inside the toaster, Ellen. Okay, we're having fun with this. So that is going to be... <laughs> if I knew you guys were going to do this, I might not have made these so good, but you're going to get a restoring rod. Mm. Whoa. And the final pull is a 15. Does anyone have 15? 15. Nope. Going once. Going twice. Okay, someone from the crowd runs up like, Yeah, I did it! I got it! Yeah, woo! And the toaster, yeah! like, Aww. The toaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Richard, go ahead and give me a highs or lows to see if you got a toaster with your prize. <laughs> Let's go high, baby. Okay, you get a brand new toaster. Yay! Excellent. I've been wanting to upgrade that piece of equipment at the galley for quite some time. By the way, that restoring rod is so cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't use it at all. But I can't wait to give it to Pons. Yeah. So let's. let's yeah. Let's. Let's read those off. So the, the restoring restoring rod is a uh, like a glass shaft with geometric helix patterns swirling inside of it, and it's got gold caps on either end. Um, so whenever like a mystic casts a healing spell, um, you can use the rod if you get a die result of one or two. And you can you get one free use per day, but you can also pump a resolve point to do this. And you add two to each of those dice results. So like if you get oh, cool. crap balls healing rolls, you can activate this to, to juice them up. Is that to health nice. or cool. stamina? A health or ability score damage. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
I do have one healing spell that does health uh, and that has dice. And then my other one is the touch and that doesn't have dice, but that would still be helpful. Yeah, so it'll work on the one with yeah, dice. That's pretty good. Nice. Uh, when wearing the Mind Shield circlet, you cannot use limited telepathy and telepathy, and those using such abilities can't contact you. In addition, you huh. can cast no spells and use no spell-like abilities that are mind-affecting. It is also more difficult to affect you with such abilities, even beneficial ones, and they're going to have to roll in order to uh, cast any of those spells on me. Huh. Wow. That seems like a, like a blessing and a curse, kind of. Yeah, I'm yeah. really torn here. Because I, spent... I mean, if you don't want it. <laughs> you should put that on my Ronnie or something. My will is so bad. I feel like that would make sense yeah, to put on. Yeah, but then you couldn't use your node to contact 5e. That's okay. It doesn't need to. Yes, I can, the... because that's a technopathic, oh. not telepathic. Oh. That is a, a technology-based communication to other computers. Behold yeah. my shenanigans. I don't <laughs> hate that idea, though, Cooper. That's actually a really good I'd like point. it on my Ronnie. Yeah, putting it on my Ronnie would be... I'll keep him safe from any mind shit. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah? Yeah, I think... We can put it on pawns and he'd be useless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd like the opposite of that. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I think Soul is going to kind of look at this and, like, it's pretty obvious that there's... Um, they're having a hard time with this because there's definitely a lot of use in this. But also, telepathy has come in very handy with this group. And they kind of look troubled for a moment and then wince because giving anything away for free is very difficult. And they'll kind of turn to Marani and be like, I think you might find this very useful. They look down at it and kind of roll it over in their hands and like, I suppose this would be interesting. Uh, I guess I can't really do anything but shoot stuff, so sure. <laughs> oh. I'm oh, you know what sucks, though? Jeez. <laughs> you know what sucks? Anasanoi have telepathy. They do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they won't I'm... be able to use their well, natural abilities. But my Ronnie could doff and don it as right. needed. Yes. That's fair. You know, if he really needed to reach one of the celeb telepathically, it wouldn't be that big yeah. of an issue. So yeah, Sol will kind of say, I know it's not exactly the height of fashion, but it'll just keep certain individuals out of your mind and perhaps provide you a little extra safety should he try and impose. I think we'd all like to see you safe. I, uh, I appreciate it. And as they're looking at you, you see their eyes shift a little bit and they look behind you. They look past and they're like, um, isn't that the bartender? They seem to be coming this way and they look panicked. Already? I didn't even get to buy drugs. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, drugs? And then <laughs> that's when <laughs> here comes Taye in black and white pajamas and a little nightcap. And they're they look like they're trying to play it cool, but doing a real bad job. And then they like very conspicuously sidle up next to you guys. Him. Him. Did you escape prison or something? What is this outfit? What? No, these are my nighties. Uh, anyway, what? <laughs> oh, I was in bed, and then my alarm clock started talking to me, and I thought I was late for work, but no, no, no. It was, and they look around, our friend. And uh, they 
they told me to come find you because apparently, and I quote, the room that I got them seems to have exploded. What? <laughs> what? Guys, do we have to do everything? So, since I know what you guys look like, uh, I was, uh, since I know what you guys look like, I was supposed to come get you. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's what Wait. I was going to say. I'm glad to see some of you. I, I think Koto, Pons, and Para are up there. And Cat. Most importantly, cat. <laughs> most importantly, yeah. most importantly. <laughs> so obviously, most importantly, oh, cat. Oh, my life's work. <laughs> Quickly to the lifts. Not again. They can't get my heads out. His tie starts falling after you guys. Are you sure you want to go up there? What if it got like raided or something? Then I'll kill them. And oh. Sol just starts storming through the casino. All right, well, all right. So Taiye, being very short, is having trouble keeping up with some of you. So they say, all right, listen, I, 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 sh I probably shouldn't be seeing with you anyway. So um, if you make it out of there alive, go to, uh, uh, well, meet me out back, okay? I'll lead you from there. And they kind of fall behind as you guys head off towards the elevator and blend into the casino. 5e turns toward Myrani and says, the conditions of the structural stability of this building may be in question. I would recommend that you go with Taiye and wait for us outside. Oh, uh, this is the wrong voice. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, can we get can we get my Ronnie's line in Taiye's voice? What? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm feeling very depressed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's up to you guys. You can totally do that. I'm fine with them heading off or coming with you. Either is good. Whatever you want to do. That, and that's just 5e's recommendation. Just just saying the building may not be structurally stable. It is probably best if you wait around back for Taiye. Uh, looks around the area. Sure. I have a feeling that little guy would get lost anyway, so sure. Be careful. Script's going to call up. Cat. 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 Response. Give me a status update. You get no response. Oh, mm. crap. I love the mental image of like seven foot Myrani and this tiny little, <laughs> little cobalt, cobalt. Yeah, in right? pajamas. <laughs> They're going to be the new spinoff. It's like, like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. Yeah. And like bright purple scales and like all black edgelord emo king Dude, they're practically a, they're practically a super team up already right it's like yeah star lord and rocket you know so, <laughs> how's the weather up there it's as bad as it is down there oh my gosh <laughs> i love it all right so you guys head to the elevators which are the pneumatic tubes that's suck people up. Yeah. Scriff, you've had a chance to use these a couple times, so you're going to be okay with these, but let me have the other two. Go ahead and give me acrobatics checks. This is the first time you've used these, because it's fun. And this is out of combat, so I get to add a d4 to my roll. Still only a 12. 27. I'm sorry, that's a that's a 14, because I get to add a d4 to athletics or uh, acrobatics rolls out of combat. All right, so you guys all jump into these pneumatic tubes. Scriff and Soul, you guys come out looking okay. As 5e comes out, they do a cool flip, and then they land yeah. in a super awesome <laughs> landing position, like superhero landing, and stand up. <laughs> Show off. Scanning for targets. No time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Scriff, you know the way, because you've been to this room before. Mm -hmm. So Follow me. 
you head down the corridors and you take left, you take a right, you head down a few areas, and eventually you get to the door and you pull out the card, open that thing up, and you push the door to the seashell room open and find it in total disarray, torn apart with blackened oh, scars no. running across the wall. Discordant and distorted harp music winds through the air like <laughs> where once there was clearly a bed is now pulled up and twisted metal bolts sticking out. A small multicolored crack in reality levitates above where a jacuzzi once was and dangerously close to it stands Scriff's armor, which is missing its left arm. No! No! <laughs> I am powerless without my AI! <laughs> so as you guys move into this room, Scriff running over like, My baby! Cat! Cat, answer me! That crack in reality <laughs> begins to tear apart in a screeching light. Technicolor and jarring, the sky cracks and peels away, opening to a swirling vortex in the center of the room. And these bolts of multicolor energy shoot out and begin tearing across the walls and ceiling. And an unnatural wind throws the injured room into further disarray as pieces of technology and metal trash fly out. Reflex saves, everyone. Oh, oh no. my god. Oh god. <laughs> I didn't even get to enjoy the room. Switch. I gotta remember to remove my armor from my character sheet. <laughs> it's only an 11. I only got a 13. 28. Oh. Okay, Scriff, you take half. 16 is the total as these shards fly out at you guys. So as the debris begins to subside, a person tumbles out of the riff and onto the floor with a splat. It takes only a couple seconds to recognize Para. They begin to disfigure and melt out in all directions no. until there's this puddle on the ground. And in the middle are three shapes, a contemplative, a Strix, and a horribly rusted SRO. All three of them appear to have a hole in their chest and a sizable metal arm rolls out. The three of them are clearly dying. What do you do? Uh, oh my uh, gosh. I'll administer medical aid. I mean, I it's like reflexive for me, so yeah. I don't know that I can do anything for the non-mechanicals, but I can help try and help Par. par no, Para's body is the goop. It's not yeah. the sorrow. I can help the Strix at least. I've and the contemplative. Oh, crap. You know what, um, though, guys? What? Para needs a SRO host. Like, I'm pretty sure we've established that. Shh. Or... Right? You possibly be serious. Oh, let me let me see what I can do. All right. 22 medicine in the meanwhile. 5e is checking out the Strix and the contemplative. I've got a healing serum I could give to someone. I would administer it to whichever is less injured. Okay, so... With that medicine check, you can tell that the Strix and the Contemplative are down and in a dying state. The two of you, if you wanted to, could use resolve points to stabilize, but you are dying, right? Did you check over Para as best you could? <laughs> I will look at Para. I, like, I can do a 
Yeah, what, what role is it to look over Paro? Yeah. It would still be probably a medicine check. But... Life science? Whoa. Okay. I'm not trained, so I don't think I can. You could maybe do a life science, sure. I could do a life science. And if I can treat multiple people, I can make the assessment too, because I probably have the best med roll. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, you're right. doing an assessment right away, so. I will use a resolve point to stabilize. Okay. You know what? I will go ahead and do the same thing. I'll use a resolve point as well. Okay, so the two of you stabilize. I think Soul is just trying to, like, scoop up some of Para and put it on the SRO. Like a melting snowman. <laughs> it's going really <laughs> badly. <laughs> I'm still not entirely familiar with Para's biological makeup, but I'll see what I can do. Please. Medicine 29. Okay, so from what you're gathering, Para is also dying, and yes, it does not have an SRO to cling on to, so it's having trouble in that respect as well. And I will tell you this, that whatever has happened to them, they do not have any resolve points at this time, so you need to do something quickly, or else Para is going to perish. I'm still zero health, okay. right? I Yes. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, I've, I've got it, guys. Throw Para into the power armor. It has an auto CPR unit. But it's got a really low roll. Can I, it can does I just have use, a low roll. Can I just use a healing serum on? Yeah. Hang on, mm-hmm. hang on. What, so. do I, what do I think the odds are that allowing a temporary bond between Para and 5e could be a stopgap measure until we find a different host? Why Ooh. not use the power armor for the host though, rather than risk that? That is a good point. I will leave it to the cast and the GM as to what what is smarter and more entertaining. Because if that that might be a bad idea, both narratively and I, I mean, Pons is unconscious, but you'll. It sounds like we need to. What heal I'm him. saying is, I can say. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> okay. like we need to heal Para with some sort of serum or ability, as well as get the host figured out. So I think Kay's yeah. and Jeff's idea there makes sense. Yeah, we need we need a like a skeletal frame, and the only like the the old one is obviously not going to be viable anymore, right, Adam? Yeah. Well, there was an arm there. You would have to do some magic in order to make it even remotely usable. Oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think the the safest option is to throw Para into the power armor. Para is a goot. Can I just pour a healing serum over Para? Is that going to work? How does... <laughs> just mix them together. It's like a cocktail. It's like putting chocolate Scooping syrup into in a glass shaker, of milk. Like there was a bar. We can... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that Para, before all this happened, consumed the mini bar, so that is gone. Well, I mean, there's ma- got to be a cocktail shaker. I can shake a trying cocktail. Trying to make a, a paragarita? Yes. <laughs> paragarita. <laughs> no. Partini. I could do this all day. I'm here for it. Okay, why don't you go ahead and give me a... Par is a weird thing. Give me a mysticism check. Hey, I'm decent at that. That's 15. You think there's some merit to it because they're partly biological? Remind me. Um, pawns can only heal stamina, right? No. 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 Only HP. All right. Soul is going to turn. I believe my inventory is incorrect because I spent when we built when we leveled up. I spent to get three mm-hmm. level one serums, but I've only got one level one serum in my inventory. But I should have two more still. But I'm going to ignore that for the moment. Soul is going to like look at this and be like, I I don't know how to. And they're going to turn and shove a healing serum into Ponza's face. 
I have a tiny little mouth. Yeah, like cerebellum. Yeah, just kind of like uh, I think it. Mm, this feels invasive. Sorry, and pump a healing serum <laughs> into pawns. Okay, go ahead and roll it. And if, if time is a factor, like we know that we need a frame for Para, right, Adam? Like yeah. that is without question. Like, power, power. Time is a factor. Para is dying. Right. <laughs> In the puddle on the floor. Well, I, I'm gonna try and put. I'm gonna try and put Para into the power armor. Okay. So, um, Pons gets two, whole two healing point, uh, two. points of healing. Okay. Pons pops back up. Yes. Soul is going to be like right in Pons's boombox right as soon as he wakes up and be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Par is dying. I need you to help him. Oh, my goodness. That was oh, so yes, much yes, worse than high terrible. school. What's going on? Para. Whoa, what happened? Oh, oh gosh, I remember. Okay. Uh, and Pons will run over to the goop. Uh, it's loosely attached and, and try to kind of help uh, Scriff gather it onto the frame. Pons is going to take the arm also and, and kind of shove it at Scriff and be like, here, you would know what to do with this. Um, I don't know if it has to reattach or, or what. And then as he kind of scoops up the goop, uh, I'm going to use my healing ability and uh, get Para up 35 points. Nice. Uh, yeah, Scriff's going to put right, the, yeah. the left arm. Scriff's going to put that one on because it has like tools and stuff built into it okay because of cat absolutely so you guys are trying to scoop up para and every time you do it just kind of oozes back down so scriff as you're trying to put it into this armor you think it might be easier just to push the armor over on top of it sure yeah let's do it okay give me a hand we need to tip it over onto para let para do the absorption Yep, go ahead, give me athletics check. Athletics. Assist. Assist with a 19. I got a 10. All right, I'm assuming 5e is leading. Is that what's happening? Well, if, if, I'm, if I'm not in e my armor. If 5e wasn't before, 5e will now. And give it a <laughs> mighty shove with an athletics check of 25. Okay, with all of you pushing as hard as you can, go, go. you get this giant mech suit to... <laughs> destroying this room further than it already was. That is our MO. Mm. So yeah. good at that. And then Soul immediately starts like trying to like scoop Para up over it. Come on, come on, God, get together. Come on, Para. Literally pull yourself together. Okay, so there are several long seconds and when the goop is just doing the same thing it already was. And then you see it begin to pull back very slowly and it begins mm -hmm. to reach around the chest cavity of You've got this. Scriff's armor and is crawling like fingers trying to wrap around. Come on, Para. And this is a bigger thing than Para has ever been on before. So it's stretching and spreading until after about a minute of this happening, a bulbous head begins to form around where the mouse head used to be. <sighs> Nice. Oh my God. And Para, you have been stabilized. You are saved. I, I will say that during that time, Pons is going to spend a resolve point also to get Koto back up to 35 health as well. Wow. Woo. Thank you very much. Sweet. Heck yeah. And just kind of like slap her a little bit. Uh, like, you can't, Para can't lose you right now. You got to wake back up. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's, wait, wait, what's happening? What's happening? What's going on? Uh, Para's like, becoming one with the mech suit over there and this room is trashed. Oh, the rest of the gang is here finally. Soul just kind of 
clings onto as much of Para as they can and kind of presses their forehead into Para's side. It's like, thank the gods. And then shove them really hard. It does nothing. Yeah, it barely doesn't move at all. We were told that there was some sort of an explosion up here. Yeah, what happened? I, I think Koto unleashed like some sort of magical rainbow portal and we got sucked into a side quest. <laughs> <laughs> Koto uh, kind of looks at her hands and like shaking and like very nervously kind of just like looks over at Para, then looks over at Scriff, then looks over at 5e. Koto? And then she kind of stands up again and is like, um, okay, how, how can I help? Still very shaken, like very, you can tell that she is not well right now. Take a breath. Soul is gonna rush forward, get right in her face and be like, didn't I tell you not to do that shit? Didn't I tell you not to do that shit around us? Soul, it wasn't intentional, obviously. Agreed. Restrain yourself. They're clearly suffering emotional and physical trauma. K- Kodo and, K- and Para kissed and then Para ate me. <laughs> I, well, that's unorthodox. We, we both ended up getting stabbed. Actually, um, can Power can Power move a talk call, or are they still like? Yeah, you can move and talk. You're welcome to say thanks. Oh, okay. It's like no, everyone yeah, else is no. back in, but Pan, you just sit here for the rest of the episode, please. I died. Um, Five E would like to roll a sense motive on Koto to assess her mental and emotional state. Okay. Soul is just like pacing the room, and you can see under the skirt, their tail is just thrashing. That is a 27 sense motive. Yeah, and I don't think Koto is like trying to hide anything, so there's no like bluff or like intimidator diplomacy to do that. She is just very shaken, and you can tell that she. I mean, we've all been through an ordeal. We all just popped up dying. But mm-hmm. you can tell even now that she is like her wounds have been healed and that she is standing upright and conscious. You can tell that she's really just not there. She's kind of dissociating right now. You seem to be extraordinarily shaken. Could I offer you something to take the edge off? A sedative or perhaps an antipsychotic? She looks at you kind of curiously and kind of pulls you to the side. And this time she would like to try and stealth and whisper to you, 5e, in particular. Sneak attack! Sneak attack! Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Pulls out a knife. <laughs> Got him! They were the evil versions all along! <laughs> oh, I should have looked you for the You didn't notice Koto's goatee! <laughs> <laughs> As you get in closer, you see a goatee. It's great. <laughs> no, but she tries to say to you, when we're done here, I need to talk to you and Scriff about everything you know about Parallaxis. Understood. We will find an appropriate time to discuss. I'll be okay. I just need a little bit of time to breathe and to process everything that happened. Let's just make sure that everyone else is okay for now. Agreed. But if you experience any defaults in functioning, please ask. I will do. The uh, the portal fully closed, Adam? Portal fully gone. Okay, that's good. Uh, Pons is going to kind of look over at Para and just... Are you formed? Everything working okay now? Para... Has stood up in this much larger body and they were just kind of facing away. Um, there, it's the left arm, the captain, right? Yes, um, the right side is, is this, um, you know, this their normal kind of arm. And I'm sorry, but you hear the screech of metal as they reconfigure themselves around the armor. But their left side is a thrashing mass of tentacles with uh. no um, arm to cling to. And as Pons asks them a question, they turn and their eyes are still multiple for a moment. Um, they turn around and there are these 
hundreds in the, of blazing green eyes in their face. And then upon seeing pawns, they segment back to normal two. I was afraid. I was afraid for you and for Koto. And I was afraid for myself. This, and they touch at their chest and look down at the SRO body, which is very much skewered. And now, of course, completely unreasonable. This is new. Everything is an experience. And then it's going to kind of turn away from uh, Pons again, back to maybe looking out. Was there a window or anything, or was it just like a wall? No, it's just a room that's been torn apart. It's got black scarring all over the walls. Most of the things that were in here are missing. They're just going to spend their time looking at, at the scarring, but their um, their their symbiotic flesh, their old flesh. Um, you guys remember, like way back, it had that thing where it would kind of uh, spark up, um, like when, when you when sneezed. Oh, sneezed. Yeah, <laughs> when they sneezed, it keeps doing that uh, over and over. So Lil, kind of seeing this reaction, will kind of walk up and put a hand on Bara's non-tentacle arm. It's immediately spiky, like and sharp. The minute you touch him. Ooh, uh, that's new. Bara, there's no shame in being afraid. One cannot be brave unless they've tasted fear. I am not ashamed. I am. I do not know what I am. I do not know what I am. I am hungry. <laughs> Jeez. Excellent news. We have just acquired a new toaster for the ship galley. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you holding it? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, really. You just like oh. <laughs> Yeah, where's the toaster? <laughs> um perhaps if there's anything in the room that you could eat quickly and I'm going to turn to the group. I suggest we perhaps get out of here before security comes and perhaps our cover is blown. Agreed. Good idea. Let's go. My Roddy and Kaye will meet us at the rear exit. I saw a dog. <laughs> well, that's fantastic news. Did you get to meet it or did you only see it? It was delicious. Oh. <laughs> oh no. That's less fantastic. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. It was 6 HP worth of tasty. Oh, my God. Was. Poor little guy. (laughs) Probably deserved it. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. All right, so you guys start leaving this room. Para, you're using this new body, and it is definitely awkward. It's bulky. It's weird. You haven't used anything like this before. But you are starting to get a hang of it. You know, you've seen it operate before, so you have a general idea what it can do. There go all my armor upgrades. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys head out the door and start going down the hall. Para just boom, boom, boom behind you guys. (laughs) How how big was, was, um, sorry, was, how big was Cat? Large size, probably about eight or nine feet. So head included about ten foot high now, Para. Yeah. That's a that's a big para. Okay, and how are you guys going to proceed? Are you just going to get the hell out of here as quick as you can? Are you going to try to do it? Are you going to try to do it more subtly? What's the plan? Was there any damage to the outside hallway? There was only some damage to the door, but not to the hallway. No, they'll just kind of like lock the door and <laughs> just kind of look both ways. Quiet the door. Are they evacuating the hotel? Doesn't seem to be any panic whatsoever. People are just drunkenly walking through the halls. Really? We'll do like the single file line exiting the door so no one can like see it all don't the way open and look inside. Everything's fine in there. Just don't look inside. 
Should we maybe take the stairs? Uh-huh. Hara. Yes. Do you remember those trolls? You maybe look like one. Ooh. Something big. Ah. Uh, oh, I have a sample of their DNA if you need to see some flesh. Um, Hara tries to change, but there's this rending and creaking of metal. Oh, ne- never mind. I am sorry. I am too weak. No, no, no. We'll make do. Could Scriff still ride inside? I'm not going to try. <laughs> I mean, again, again anything is consumable if you try hard enough. <laughs> oh, my God. How yeah. many HP worth of consumption yeah. is Scriff? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's Scriff worth for uh, HP? <laughs> uh, so we're, we're supposed to get this off ride. What, what was it again? Where are we supposed to go? No, no, no. We're we're being met outside. We're leaving. Oh, okay. um, oh, and we mm, we left him with my Ronnie. I think we're going to have to just trust it. Let's hurry. Okay. My Ronnie would have contacted us if there was a problem. All right. So you guys head down the pneumatic tubes. Yeah. So crowded. <laughs> oh, oil slicks left behind. Uh huh. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. We need like an elevator moment. If we can all be in the same elevator, that'd be great. <laughs> so, As we're going through the tubes. So we went to this place and we found it. <laughs> well, and that's why I was saying if we went down the stairs, then we'd have time for that and it would be safer than us going in the tubes where someone could like stop us. Yeah. I want to go to a more private locale before we yeah. have that conversation. Sure. All right. So you guys head through the casino towards the back and find an exit door. It doesn't appear to be particularly heavily guarded. It doesn't seem like this place is on alert or anything like that. So you guys just kind of make your way out and move yourselves around the corner. And you see Taie is rubbing their arms nervously. And Myrani is just sipping on his sloshy coffee, just waiting. <laughs> and then Taie, like, grabs onto their arm, like, pulls him over towards you guys. And like, ah, there you are. Um... You might have been uh, in some sort of trouble, and they seem to be like looking around to see if anyone's following you. Can you get us out of here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, f- come on, follow me then. And uh, we got to transport to the next stop. So they start leading you down around a corner towards this large parking garage. Can I also just check and see if we're being followed? Sure, absolutely. God, my rolls tonight. That's only a 10. Yeah, you look back and you don't see anyone like blatantly following you around. So we'll ask, how far is this transport? I see in that parking garage up there, just a couple levels up. If we hurry, we can get out of here. Right, don't leave without me. And, um... What? Wait, what are you, what are you doing? Just, <laughs> just trust me. And Sol is going to, like, walk with the group, but when we're getting closer, uh, Sol is going to spend a resolve point to turn invisible and hang back just a little to make sure we're not being followed. Just watching and looking for anything now that... Everyone gets in, just making sure we're in the clear, and then they'll go. Okay. So you wait back a little bit, and Tai just kind of looks at the rest of the group, shrugs their shoulders, and starts continuing on. They do that sometimes. Okay, so how long are you looking to wait around? I've got one minute of invisibility, so not long. I'm just trying to let us know as much as we possibly can about how closely we're being watched. Okay, so you go invisible, and you hang back as the rest of you guys go up the two levels in this parking garage. And then Tai dips behind a pillar and there's this mid-sized craft there. And they open the wing-style doors and like, all right, everyone climb in. And they proceed to start getting in the driver's seat. How long's your friend gonna be? Cause I don't think we should stay here. Don't leave without them. We simply have to trust them. Uh, I'll ride in the passenger seat. 
I get up front with Kaye and see if I can, like, adjust a viewport or something. Basically, what I want to see is can I get a shot out of this vehicle while passaging in it. Okay. Yeah, you could absolutely roll down the window. It doesn't look much better than, like, a mid-sized sedan. Okay. Can I, uh, now, now that I'm seated in this uh, transport, can I check on Cat? Absolutely. Go ahead, give me computer's check, and I'm going to jump over to Sol. So, Sol, why don't you go ahead and give me another perception roll? Come on, R and Jesus. That's a 25. Yeah. Okay. Hey. So you wait around for a little bit, and you're watching the crowd come and go because people are using this exit as well. And you see one that looks like they're hanging out a little too long as they look down the direction that the rest of them have gone. And after a minute, instead of walking down the alleyway, they turn back and go into the casino once more. All right, I'm going to book it back to the group. My invisibility dropping whenever it drops, but as soon as I see that, I'm going to calm to the group as I run and say, um, someone is tracking our movements. They're not following, but they're aware. And then probably just like kind of appear as I leap into the vehicle, just halfway through. <laughs> just jumping in the car. It's almost like a nightcrawler bamf. Nice. Bah! <laughs> I've... <laughs> I guess that means we can go, right? Do I have permission to leave? Looks around at everybody. Yeah, I'm all set. Has oh, yes. for, darling. Uh, that's a 23 on the computer's check. Okay. So Taye pulls this car up and they jet off into the sands and winds. So while they're flying, you guys are going to have a few minutes to figure some stuff out, talk, whatever you want to do, including figuring out what's going on with Kat. So... Jeff, are you doing like a systems analysis? Are you trying to talk to them? How are you approaching this? Yeah, full diagnostic. I want to know what the status of cat is and what is damaged, what is repairable. Where where am I going to start from when I rebuild this thing? So you start checking through this thing and you are seeing shifting and strange lines of code. And as you're doing this, only you on your comm unit hear this. Squiff, I feel different, but I don't want it to change. I feel something. I was connected to Para, and I wonder if that is affecting my systems. Oh, uh, don't worry, cat. I'm gonna get you sorted out. Please, do not reprogram me. All right, but for our own safety, I need to put you into airplane mode. <laughs> Wait, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> not airplane mode <laughs> they try to communicate and it's like a mime that's trapped in a box like no no <laughs> oh shoot do we actually just have to we, shut cat down like I, I i can talk to cat via the the interface still right? sure like okay <laughs> just no wi-fi i just yeah i just don't want a repeat of the other viruses that we've sure come into contact with absolutely yeah, you guys are in this vehicle flying through the desert winds, and it seems Taye is going slow and carefully, and they're doing, like, the textbook stuff of what you're supposed to do when you might be followed. So they're, like, stopping and taking weird turns in different directions. <laughs> so, what sort of methodology might our pursuers be using to track us? Well, if they're low-tech, the exact things that our friend here is doing to shake them. But, Arani, might want to put that circlet on. I'm not sure. Scriff, they're probably tracking us with computers, and you know I'm useless at those. If they're as connected as I think they are, they probably have 
connections into every camera on the streets. Did you check the toaster? You brought a toaster? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it is a smart toaster. That's the problem. <laughs> International cleanliness is a bad thing, actually. It is not activated. I've not even turned the power on. Why is everyone in so upset about this toaster? Airplane mode right now. It's like a dog for five years, a toaster. <laughs> there are seven levels of toast. <laughs> oh, seven no. levels of intensity of toast are available on this machine. You don't understand. It does bagels, too. It's like in our five years. It does four slices. That's how you know it's too powerful. Oh, yeah. Pizza's on a bagel. You can have pizza anytime. Pizza anytime. Oh, my God. Um, well, you can't have it right now. Put it on airplane mode. We're trying to get away from people if we're being followed. In all seriousness, 5e is going to um, run a, an internal diagnostics just to see if he notices anything weird with his own circuitry or rogue programs that might be tagging along with the computers of 23. Okay. With your self-diagnostics, you're not feeling anything different. You're not finding any code that you are unfamiliar with at this time. Dovetail is perhaps better suited than I to assess the re our relative level of security, but I do not believe that any intrusive software has infiltrated my chassis or CPU. I'm more concerned with systems outside of our control. Mm. I agree. Kaye, this car is not operating on any sort of autopilot or navigational software, is it? Nope. If uh, I stopped holding the wheel and they take their hand off for a second and then put it right back on, we would plummet and die. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly Love how it. I like Perhaps it. Perhaps don't do that. Continue holding the wheel. Right. Got it. Once we get to our destination, we should let whoever we're meeting know that there's a good chance that we have been followed. Agreed. Okay. Oh, this means our disguises are blown as well. Yeah, you notice that Pons doesn't have their hat anymore. Uh, no. Uh, uh, I just take off of all tragedies. the stupid brown stuff. <laughs> we have to go back. That was truly the greatest loss of that episode. The disguises might have been a wash. I suppose we are getting to be more recognizable. So, Sol will kind of look around. All right, with that settled, would anyone like to enlighten us as to what happened? And if you want to know what happens, you're going to have to listen to the last chapter here on the Emergency Power Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Cooper, special adventures without us. When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. As well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated, all rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.